I think my cardiologist and my heart surgeon, I'm actually out of Dallas, Texas, and they were exactly the medical professionals I needed. I mean, they were literally the cow Dallas, typical Dallas in scrubs, but with big ass boots on. <laughs> and they said, you know, we're the best it's ever been. And we're going to give you this surgery and you're going to be great. You're going to deal with it in 20 years. Just, you know, calm down and try to take care of yourself, but you're likely going to deal with it again, but you know, keep exercising, keep taking care of yourself. So it's been great. I could not be in, in happier or feel better about it, frankly. It's more than just your output, more than a bike. When you hear your shout out, you know it's all right. Put on your magic pants and let's go. We're cruising into the power zone. Welcome to the Clip Out Podcast, episode 243. This is Crystal O'Keefe. And this is Tom O'Keefe. Hi. Hi. Hey, I didn't realize you were starting. <laughs> I thought we knew that's what we were doing. Well, no, you know, you're like, are you ready? And you didn't say until I was like, so, so right, here I am. I'm scrambling yes. for my little thing to turn on the counter. And yeah. Hi. What did you think I was doing over here? I don't know. I was, I, like I said, normally you're like, hey. And so, anyway, hi. 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 We're now doing that a show. Me. Yeah. We're very professional about all this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we want to talk a little bit about a uh, piece of less than positive feedback that we received. No, I just want to preface this by saying I realize that we are not for everybody. So like sure. this is not about a personal Especially opinion. Me. Actually, it tends to be me. But the only reason that we're addressing this, because normally we just ignore it. The only reason I want to address this is because this is factually wrong. And that bothers me. Right. Because I feel like I need to set the record straight. Totally. We got a review. And Tom, do you want to read it? Well, basically, they were complaining about the Met Pro segments and Crystal working for Met Pro because it's weight loss culture and that's not a good thing to inflict upon people. And and uh, and you can certainly lose weight with Met Pro. I have done it, but I've also gotten a lot healthier. Yeah. And, and it's not the only thing people use MetPro for. You already yeah. have numerous clients that are marathon runners. Yeah, like yeah. Not hoping to one day run a marathon, but they're like, how can I go from running three marathons a year to five marathons a year? Those aren't people that need to lose weight. Right. And the reason that I wanted to address it is because, yes, looking at it like talking about weight loss is negative. OK, some people feel that way and sure. it can be triggering to people, who, especially if they have eating disordered pasts or things like that. Totally get that. But on the flip side of things, I think it's important for the person who wrote this to remember that people like one of my clients who doesn't have a weight issue at all, but wants to be faster, wants to be stronger and run more efficiently and use fuel to do that also feels incredibly insulted by people that say things like, oh, you don't need to do that. Yeah. And it kind of feels like maybe this person is one of those people. Like, it can, like The pendulums <laughs> can swing in both directions. Exactly, exactly. And, and yeah. so, so MetPro is about reaching your fitness goals, and that tends to be, for some people, losing weight. Yeah, in American society, like, more often than not... There's a weight component to right. it. But you have to remember that it's the people from the group submitting the questions... I am not the one writing these questions, which tells me people that are submitting the questions are struggling with weight right. loss. That is, I'm not nitpicking them or cherry picking them to only pick right. out certain ones. I am literally putting every single question in unless it's about like some medical problem or something right. like that. 
I encourage you to actually listen to the MetPro segment, not just, well, it's MetPro, so it's weight loss, because that's not what's happening. Yeah. So I hope that the person who wrote that review is actually listening, because they also said that like they wrote into me and I didn't care. And that's not true. You wrote into me and I explained all the things I just said, and that wasn't good enough for you. And then you wrote a nasty review. My point back to you is just because you don't get your way doesn't mean it wasn't heard. It means that there are other factors and other people to consider. And all the people who write in, they're the ones that are asking the questions. I'm not making them up. Right. Like I I have (laughs) eaten more vegetables than we have written questions for the Met Pro segment. Yeah. (laughs) And that's why I want to address it, because it's about eating better. And the people who are on Met Pro, they can attest to this. You eat more food than you've ever eaten in your life. I have a person right now who weighs a lot more than they would like to weigh. Yes. But they are also telling me they have eaten more food in the last two weeks than in the last 10 years of their lives. And they're losing weight. That to me is a win. That's not something to be negative about. They're eating healthily and they feel good. Isn't that what this is about? I just feel like it needs to be talked about because... Talking about people's weight when they want to talk about it is not a diet culture issue. To me, that's addressing issues that people have. Right. Absolutely. I mean, I've told this story before. When I started Met Pro, my first meal, I sat down and I sent a picture of it to Angelo. And I was like, dude, there's no way I can eat this. What sort of crack pottery are you foisting upon me? There is so much food here. And this is just my first meal. And he's just like, no, 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 it'll be fine. And like and now a year later. Like, yeah, it is fine. And and I'm eating chicken and very, very, very lean beef and egg whites. And and like I am eating healthy, like I'm not eating weird things to lose weight. Like I did it sustained in a healthy manner over a long period. And I do understand that some people need intuitive eating. And some people yeah, cannot be, it's pros not for them. And that's okay. Well, you like, know, <laughs> Angelo jokes, we tease Angelo all the time when he says, because he says, depends. It depends. Right. Yeah. But that's because it does, right? right. Like, we're not talking down intuitive eating. We're nope. not talking down Noom or any of that sort of stuff. Everybody has their own path to what works for them. You got to find your path. And just because <laughs> I've done a lot of different things over the years that, would work intermittently and then not. And, yeah, and I exactly. can honestly say I've never found anything that worked like Met Pro has for me. Well, but and, but and that I, doesn't mean it's going to work for the next guy. And personally, I would love to lose even more weight. But here's the thing on Met Pro. I also have like a billion times more energy than I did yeah. how I was eating before. And I was eating so much junk compared to what I eat. I mean, I yeah. wasn't eating real whole food. And regarding intuitive eating, that's one of the many reasons we have Dr. Jen on is right. to have a whole different perspective. And so we're not focusing on one right. over the other. We embrace all here. And I hope that people hear that and know that. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of people that, you know, when people do roll their eyes at the Met Pro segment, I have a feel. I feel like they tend to <laughs> skip over it, which is which is fine, but they skip over it and then they make up in their head what we were actually talking about and they get mad at us for what they think we said. The point of this was not to turn it into a Met Pro commercial. It's just to say that like it's not just about weight loss. We are not like tisking anyone's weight or body type. Yeah. Like it's what you want to do, but there are a lot of people that that's important to them and they're looking for ways to achieve that. And you see that in the questions that are submitted for that segment. Exactly. And so both the Dr. Jen and the Met Pro segment are run in the exact same manner. We go within our Facebook group and we say, what are your struggles? And people submit and then we pass those on to Angelo or Dr. Jen. And they are not operated 
any differently from each other. So if you want to hear different questions for Angelo, by all means, shoot them our way. Yeah. And yeah. be as specific as possible because yeah. Angelo loves those. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, honestly, I think sometimes he gets a little bored. Talking about weight loss as much as he does. Like he loves when we come when we do get the different types of questions. So yeah. if you got him, man, bring him on. He'd love to talk about them. absolutely. So, speaking of talking about things, what else do you have in store for people this week? Well, we are going to visit with John Mills, and we are going to talk about all of the brouhaha going on Oof. with Peloton. There's been calls to get rid of John Foley. There's been who's going to buy him. There's been a lot of discussion about that. We do have a visit from Dr. Jen and she talks about minimizing your butt. And I don't mean the one on your back end. Correct. So it's not a body positivity thing. Maybe this was a bad (laughs) week for me to write a a cheeky headline. No pun intended. Uh, that pun was totally intended. It was totally intended. <laughs> Are you, you kidding? Me. And then there's a whole bunch of news going on with the instructors. They're in a lot of places, little things going on with everybody. And then we do have a visit from Angelo. And he talks about the timing of when you're eating and how that can affect weight gain or loss. Depending on your goals. Yeah, exactly. And then there's more Peloton news. And, you know, you're just going to have to decide where how you feel about that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and Peloton Apparel won an award. And we're going to talk about that. And so did... So did one of our past guests, and we also have a a separate past guest update. There's all kinds of stuff. Awesome. Well, before we get to all that, shameless plugs, don't forget we're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find your podcasts, you can find us. While you're there, be sure and follow us so you never miss an episode. And maybe leave a review to offset the other one. And uh, <laughs> you can also find us on Facebook.com slash The Clip Out while you're there. Like the page, join the group. Check out our YouTube page, YouTube.com slash The Clip Out, where you can watch these shows in HD and uh, they're now in color. So that's new. No. No. Uh, <laughs> I don't know where you come up with those stuff. I don't know either. I really wonder sometimes. <laughs> and if, you know, we talk about a lot of things every week and lots of articles and stuff kind of coming at you fast and furious and you're not really sure where to find them all and you want them delivered to your inbox, we can do that too. Sign up for the newsletter at theclipout.com and you will get a weekly newsletter just Boop, pops right up typically on Sunday mornings with all the links and whatnot places you can go to to read the actual articles that we reference. There's all that. Let's dig in, shall we? We shall. Run, lift, and live with John Mills. Joining us once again via the magic of ZoomTube, it's John Mills. Hey, John, how's it going? Hi. It's happening. What's going on? Oh, I love the energy. I love the energy. There you go. There you go. <laughs> yeah, have you recovered? From the craziness that was last week in the world of Peloton. <laughs> oh, man. That was a whole whirlwind. That was crazy. I feel like I gave you Every PTSD just around. mentioning it. You're like you started right. yeah. to get that thousand yard stare. Yeah. Yeah. The whole face switched. I yeah. got scared. Now yeah. I got yeah. scared. It was eventful. Yeah. That was a roller coaster. I don't think we've ever oh. recorded that many times in one week for one episode. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, like a news story dropped like as we were ending recording yeah it was craziness but yeah so i guess we're still seeing the fallout from all that because wall street journal is reporting that an activist investor calls on peloton to fire its ceo and i think the real story here is that apparently i haven't clicked on the wall street journal in a while because i still have free articles (laughs) that's that's the real story but here's where i get confused on this story isn't it like the bulk of the stock of Peloton 
owned by the people running Peloton. So wouldn't he need, wouldn't this activist investor need Peloton to basically fire themselves? They have 5%. Five. Yeah. Five. I'm with you with everything you're saying. Like I was aligning. It's like they have less than 5%. John Foley and and his crew like own like 80% of the voting rights. Nothing's going to happen here. But I thought I took it as just hired McKinsey. This just might be my diabolical mind. They just hired McKinsey. Right. This announcement comes out and then the stock goes up 10%. They didn't hear from this news story. It actually seemed to have helped them. As a business, I agree with that. But on the other hand, I think as a person, I think, I think, I don't know that John Foley would agree with that. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I, I'm with you on that. He I probably like, would have been offended. Yeah. I, I, He's like, hey, Mackenzie, I hired you to keep my job. Yeah. Like, <laughs> if you've ever spent any time talking to John, you know how much this all means to him. This yeah. cannot be a good feeling. This cannot be right. a good place. This would never be a good thing to go through through as a CEO, right. right? But like especially given where they were at like 6 months ago, like it's just talk about kind of emotional whiplash. Yeah. I also want to say that I have heard that this activist investorship, they really like just dig in and they send letters yeah. and they make calls and they are yeah. just pains in the butt yeah. until they get what they want and they are just Ooh. tireless. Tireless. Wow. That is what I'm hearing. That sounds painful. It does. When I read through the stuff that they talk about. Yeah, they kind of rehash things that we know about, kind of summarizing, you know, decisions and criticizing those decisions and, and a summarization. Yeah, it does. It would be kind of painful. I hear you, you know, reading it from a John Foley perspective. I also think some of the things that they talk about aren't really relevant. Like, for instance, one of the things that they talk about is like John Foley hired his wife. That's my everybody voice. It's back. I don't know where it came from. It was so popular. It came back. John Foley hires his wife to be a lead executive. And I'm like, okay, but that was already a thing when you bought shares. That wasn't new. That wasn't a decision made after. So, like, I don't even think you can include that. Just get that off your list. And besides that. I know that not everyone agrees with Jill Foley, but I don't think she's doing a bad job either. I don't know that right. that's necessarily fair. Like what? I mean, yeah. just like, oh, she's a woman. She can't like, is that what we're saying? I just, eh. I think yeah, it's more I, the I, optics I, of hire, of hiring a spouse. But like you said, she predates the IPO. Like yeah. it's not right. like this. It's not like, they had all this stock money and he's like, now let's spend some on my wife and I'll double dip. Like, that's not. <laughs> that's what, not what happened. Yeah, like, <laughs> If you go back through the history of things like Jill's been involved since the beginning. Right. And we interviewed right. her, you know, and like she. Yeah. She clearly like knows what she's talking about. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Even if you don't agree, there's a rationale yeah. behind what she's right. doing. So I struggle with where they think they're going to go with this. Like there must be some benefit or gain to Blackwell's, you know, kind of pursuing this angle, but I don't know what it is. I struggle with that a little bit. And like, do you really think you're going to get all these people that work with John Foley to turn on him and fire him? Cause yeah. I think that's a tall tall order but i guess the thing is is i guess they've had success in the past yeah apparently so that's what i heard yeah yeah. that's what i heard too it does seem unlikely but you never know i mean people when it comes to you know when you're talking about corporate politics at this level i'm pretty much an expert because i've watched every episode of succession so (laughs) that's i know everything about how that works now 
and, but but for real like it can get cutthroat it so. can which is why i'm just like this is not john foley like if you if you meet john foley and then you watch the show succession those two people are nothing alike like nothing like yeah. nobody on that show Except for maybe the weird cousin at the beginning is like like John Foley, you know, like innocent and sweet is what I mean. And then he turns. But John Foley hasn't turned. Yeah. He and never so, wears a suit with a baseball hat. Right. Yeah. Right. This whole thing reminds me that whole story there reminds me of a time that I was being interviewed on the stand to be on a jury and like the prosecutor. And you know they had to ask me questions. And I told them that I watch Law and Order every day, like as if, you know. Like as if that mattered. So you were were pretty much an expert. Did you make it onto that jury? (laughs) Surprisingly, yes. I don't know how. I don't know how. I tried everything. They they put me on it anyway. (laughs) Oh dear. Not that you were a bad juror, but I'm concerned about that decision yeah, making. Yeah, the selection process leaves us wondering. Like, yeah, who was going? Yeah, you know what? We need to take that guy. Like, I don't know. It's wild. I mean, he watches yeah, Law and Order. He's pretty much yeah. I mean, like, well, if he can stay away through that, he should be able to stay away through a trial. Close enough. <laughs> So uh, there's been all sorts of rumors bandied about that someone will step in and purchase Peloton, whether they like it or not. Of course, a lot of people speculate some actually root for Apple. And then we also saw an article this week that Google might acquire Peloton. What are your thoughts on the possible acquisition of Peloton? They paint a very appealing kind of believable case. But ultimately, I think it's just a lot of fun discussion. I don't think any of this possible. Fan but fiction. in there, they right. I think it's just like great reading. Right. It's great reading. It's very I interesting. I agree. But I, I just don't think it's possible. They start talking about well, you know, the tablet is Android. <laughs> yeah, which is pretty much the only argument that yeah. you can make that it makes sense, in my opinion. I mean, I know there's some financial reasons that people right. have been right. saying for a while that Peloton is going to get bought. I don't know what's going to happen. I do know this. Everyone who's like, John Foley needs to get out of there or they need to get right. bought. I'm just going to tell you right now, you don't like where Peloton is now. You're not going to like it in the future because the heart of this community is that man. He is what made it. The community came from that. If you start changing up all these people and how they run things, that's gone. Those days are over. And that will be the nail in the coffin from a community perspective, not from the company perspective, from the community perspective. Those days will be gone. As it relates to this whole thing, acquisition, aligning to like why Google may do this, they start talking about them trying to get into fitness and angles into fitness. What better than to acquire Peloton? And then that would drive them. To me, it feels like a stretch. It just feels like you're trying to figure out how to paint some picture. It kind of looks like how I would paint a picture. It doesn't really look all that pretty in the end. You know what I mean? Is is it even possible? Like, I mean, when I see the stock price continue to drop, it does make me wonder, like, on the one hand, is it going to get low enough to where somebody goes, well, that's a hell of a deal. I'll go ahead and scoop it up. But then the next question is, can you just scoop it up? Like, is that even? Well, they still have to have approval. Right. They Right. They still got to right. get somebody. They still have to get someone to sell them the stock. Right. So is there enough right. stock out there to buy that they could step in if it got to $10 a share? Not, and just be like, not like a hostile takeover. Right, John? Because you'd still have to have that 80% ownership agreed to it. Right. And I would be thinking of it, it would be less of a scenario of a hostile takeover. I would think that would be like something that would be amenable and agreeable if it got to that point. I just don't think we're at 
the point to be having that concern now. But I think I, maybe, I mean, anything's possible in the future, I guess. Right. <laughs> Traditionally, is there a, a period of time like, OK, if their stock just stays this low for a year, then they don't have much of a choice? Or how does that normally work? Do you, do you know? I don't know how that works, but I'm kind of basing this on my assumption around what those that hold majority stake in this have and have acquired Mm -hmm. and what they would be willing to walk away with. And that's what I'm just kind of basing it on that. And so my assumption is if it fell low enough, that there may be those at the top that are going, you know what, let me just cut this. And yeah, maybe it would be better that somebody just take this on. Right. I'm making that kind of assumption. Right. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know what standard is. I predict that 2022 is going to turn around, I think, by I feel like by halfway through the calendar year. And I predict that this is going to feel like a distant memory by 2023. That's what I think. I like that. I like that. You know, I always go way too far with predictions. Like I get down to a point where I'm predicting like the day. You know, yes, we know, man, you know, (laughs) (laughs) so I was just about to like make a hard like prediction. Tell us. I pulled back. It's okay. We'll support you. We're we're right here. I already told Danielle. I already told her. I said the rower is dropping on May 7th. Like I got all. Wow. Wow. May 7th. You're like at 1057. Well, no, no. So in all seriousness, do you think with all this happening, do you really think that the guide is still going to come out in April and they're still going to announce the rower at homecoming? I mean, whatever homecoming looks like. (laughs) I'm expecting an announcement of a product at or slightly before homecoming. I think they need that type of news. And so I'm just been going with that assumption. I don't know about the guide, though. though I've just been very hard and fast on the rower, right? I just been talking rower. I don't know. I, I mean, the things that we've heard and things that we've seen and the fact that it looks like it's been delayed again makes me question like the direction with that. I don't really know what's happening. Yeah, I feel like I was really certain that was going to happen until all of this. And now I'm not so certain about products. Like, I don't feel confident right. about products at all anymore. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, I even Homecoming, I heard, has been, it's now a City Hawkins dance. <laughs> like, <laughs> It's tough times over there. So does that mean we ask Peloton? To I think Peloton the, actually I don't even know what that is like. going to ask Echelon no! to go to the dance. Tom, bite your tongue. <laughs> oh, man. That's funny. It gets weird, man. It gets weird. It's getting real weird. Getting is real there going to be like peanut butter and jelly served at this homecoming? Yeah. <laughs> we do a little dance while we're on the bike. Please don't uh, ever do that again. Well, <laughs> I love you. And I would I would like to continue loving you. <laughs> no peanut butter and jelly. No peanut butter and jelly That's dance. That's fair. It wasn't even a dance. I just slapped my hand. Close enough. That's close enough. It's too close for comfort. This is so. why I don't do dance cardio, John. We're taking it back to two episodes ago. Exactly. I don't. I can watch. I can watch. It's very interesting and entertaining. And I might try one step. Okay. But I'm, that's about. You're not going to do the whole thing. Can't go further. Most people no, can't. That's why I'm the TikTok dances are 15 seconds long. That's true. That's too true. much to remember. Yeah. No. Yeah. So well, I must. I mean, I was slapping myself and all kinds of stuff trying to do one of those moves in the last 
last dance cardio I tried. <laughs> Maybe you ought to record that. Yeah. <laughs> no. 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 Well, John, thank you very much for joining us. Until next week, where can people find you? They can find me on my Facebook group or page, Run, Lift, and Live. They can find me on Instagram, Run, Lift, and Live. They can find me on the Tickety Talk, Run, Lift, and Live. Or they can find me at runliftandlive.com. Wonderful. Awesome. <laughs> Talk to you guys later. Okay, Talk to you later. Bye. bye. So I recently hit 2 million pounds on the tonal. That's a lot. Like, that's a lot. And it's been, I mean, you lifted that second million so much faster than you lifted that first million. I did. It, it took me like, I feel like a year and a half to do the first million. And it took me like four months to do the second. I mean, it was crazy fast. Yeah. It was like, boom, boom. You hit a million. Now you hit two. Right. <laughs> I think it has changed you from a skeptic to a believer. Would you agree? Well, I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's not like I didn't believe in exercise. You didn't believe it was for you. I didn't believe it was for me. Just to prove how much it is for everybody, I love that you can, right out of the gate, you walk up to the machine and it says, okay, do your assessment. You do your assessment and you never have to think again. The only choice yes. you ever have to make is what class you want to take. And if you don't want to decide that, it lists a whole bunch of options for you. There are so many options for you. It is insane. I love the adaptive weight, the way it just will just quietly add weight to your lifts where it's so small. You don't notice, but your muscles do. Yeah. And that's how you go up pound by pound and you will hit two million pounds before you know it. You can create up to 200 pounds of powerful resistance and the arms, they have more than 200 exercises for a full body workout, including squats, deadlifts, bench presses, overhead pulls, bicep curls and more. And it's not just for strength training. There's also HIT yoga boot camp bar and so much more to help you unlock your stronger self. You can try Tonal. In your home for 30 days, Tonal is so confident you'll love it. They offer a full money-back guarantee. You can get Tonal from $63 per month and 0% interest over 48 months. Visit Tonal.com and for a limited time, get $100 off when you use promo code THECLIPOUT at checkout. That's T-O-N-A-L.com, promo code THECLIPOUT. Tonal, be your strongest. Getting the psychological edge with Dr. Jen. Joining us once again via the magic of ZoomTube is Dr. Jen Mann, licensed marriage, family, and child therapist and sports psychology consultant. You may know her from VH1's Couples Therapy with Dr. Jen or VH1's Family Therapy with Dr. Jen or her long-running radio show, The Dr. Jen Show. She's written four best-selling books, including The Relationship Fix, Dr. Jen's Six-Step Guide to Improving Communication, Connection, and Intimacy. It's Dr. Jen. Hello. Hi. Hello. So we have some folks that need some help in the clip out group. And I think you're just the person to do it. Our first person. <laughs> I love it. We have Tracy Dingman asking, how do you stop yourself from adding a but after each of your accomplishments? Like I did a 90 minute ride, but it was hard or not my best. I ran a marathon, but I didn't like my time. I graduated law school with honors, but it wasn't the highest honors. I need an off switch for my internal dialogue. I feel this so hard, Dr. Jen. Yeah, I was like, I think Crystal secretly wrote this question. Crystal secretly wrote this. Yes. She's just claiming that Tracy wrote it. Yes, there's no Tracy. This is very, very relatable, not just for Crystal, I think for a lot of people. And especially, I think that Peloton and especially this podcast, I think tends to attract kind of 
people who are a little on the type A side, people are a little obsessive about their exercise, about the way they live their life, which it's not a bad thing. Like I'm, I'm type A with everyone here. <laughs> so I think that really what struck out, what hit me the most is first she started with exercise. And I thought to myself, I bet she does this in other areas of her life. And then she did it about law school. And then she did it about other things. And that this is about your self-talk it's about the way your relationship with yourself. It's not just about exercise or about law school or about any one of these things. It's about what is the voice, who have you internalized that is so critical that you have now taken on that voice yourself. And that's really important to explore, whether it is sitting and meditating, use a Ross Rayburn meditation perhaps, or doing some journaling or in therapy or in a self-help book. But really what has happened is that we all internalize voices. And unfortunately, the negative ones are the easiest ones to internalize. They tend to come, especially from our mother, our father. Then we also have a lot of other influential people in our lives, our coaches, our teachers, our grandparents, those kind of significant people who teach us how to be cruel to ourselves, teach us how to have things not be enough. And what you want to start to do is really deprogram that voice. I do an exercise and in my No More Diets app, I have this in the actual app, but you can do it at home on a piece of paper or on your computer. Divide a paper into two, like hold it in half. On the left-hand side, write down all your negative self-talk. Like, for example, I think she said, I did that 90-minute run, but it wasn't my best. On the right-hand side, what you want to do is put five positive statements. Because what we know in psychology, both in sports psychology and in just kind of overall general psychology, is that the five-to-one ratio is the magic number that helps for things to sink in. For example, when I was doing sports psychology with athletes, if I gave them as a coach a negative piece of feedback, I would balance it out with five pieces of positive because what the studies show is that you can't take in the negative or the positive unless you've got a proper ratio. So what you want to start to do is come up with five things that you say back. Ideally, you want to say these things in the present tense because it trains your brain properly and also you don't want to use negative words like not. So you don't want to say, I'm not going to beat myself up. Your unconscious only hears, I will beat myself up. It takes the not out. So you want to put things in, in the positive. So for example, in her, when she says, I did a 90 minute run that it was bad or it wasn't my best. Instead, I did a 90 minute run and I'm proud of myself. My endurance carried me for 90 minutes on that treadmill. I managed to do 90 minutes of strong exercise. I treated myself to 90 minutes of self-care, that you want to do those kind of positive statements. And what you want to start to do to deprogram yourself is keep an ongoing list. And each time these things come up, you want to hit back with those positive statements. And that sometimes people will say to me, well, then I, I'll never be hard on myself or I'll never succeed. It's the complete opposite. <laughs> By not beating yourself up, you will actually have more success because you will be motivated by self-care. You'll be motivated by wanting to have success because you love yourself. You care about yourself. You want the best for yourself, not because you're beating yourself up, which is a way better way to motivate. 
So what do you do when they say <laughs> when they <laughs> when they just say no one we know. Just Tracy. Yeah, just just Tracy. So I did my positive self-talk, but... (laughs) (laughs) Well, what you have to realize is that it it takes a long time. You know, I don't know how old Tracy is, but let's say Tracy is 40 years old. She's had four decades of negative self-talk, most likely. It's not going to change in a day or a week, but it will change over the course of a year. It will change over the course of years of doing this. And then you don't have to do it anymore. I had that negative voice. I had a horrific negative voice. And you and I, the three of us have talked a lot about when I was eating disordered and kind of the negative self-talk that I had about myself. I now very rarely hear a negative voice. Like when I hear a Peloton instructor say like, I think I saw, I was listening to Kendall the other day talk about like, yeah, when that negative voice comes out, it's like, yeah, no, I'm pretty much like that voice is pretty much gone, oh. which is something that I'm really proud of that when I'm on the tread and I'm having a rough time and I go to my default voice, my default voice says positive things. Mm-hmm. You are light. You are strong. You have great endurance. You can do this. It's not negative stuff. And so that's really the ultimate goal. And understand, look, that's taken me even as a therapist years of therapy, years of self-work, but don't give up on this. And the magic of this is you don't even have to believe your positive statements at the beginning when you start saying them. They're that powerful. That's fascinating. It is. Like that would, you can trick yourself, so to speak. So, But the truth is that it's more the reality. I mean, if you really stop and think about it, and, and Tom, I think you can probably relate to this even more than Crystal, is who does a 90 minute run and doesn't, or bike ride or anything exercise and doesn't go, wow, that's awesome. Like that's yeah. great. Like that's an accomplishment. Like you of all people know that because you come so far in your whole exercise journey. It's really based in reality. The yeah. reality is that's a great accomplishment. That the reality is that you took that time to take care of your body, to take care of your mind, hopefully, <laughs> and achieve that is awesome. So give yourself the credit, give yourself a pat on the back for that. Yeah, you're in the ninety-seventh percentile. Like exactly. don't, don't beat yourself up because you're not in the ninety-eighth percentile. Yeah. And not everything has to be perfect. Yeah. Not every run, not every bike ride, not every strength training. It doesn't have to be perfect. Sometimes it's just doing it good enough. Just getting through is worth patting yourself on the back. Like it doesn't, everything doesn't have to be like the highest achievement of every workout that you have. Sometimes just getting through is the accomplishment. Yeah, that's for sure. Absolutely. Well, that's great advice for not crystal. (laughs) And next week we have a question from a listener who wants to know about their inner self talk is all pop culture trivia. So maybe you can, but it's not me. I'm here for that listener too. (laughs) So until then, where can they find you? You can find me on social media at Dr. Jen man, two ends on Jen, two ends on man on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat. And I post all of my Peloton workouts on my Insta stories. And you can also check out my weekly column, Hump Day with Dr. Jen in Style Magazine. I post it on my Twitter and my social media. But if you don't want to wait for me to post, because sometimes I can run a little behind, just Google In Style Magazine, Hump Day with Dr. Jen, two ends, and I'm there for you. Instructors in the News. 
Alex Toussaint's Ride to Greatness is back for season two. Yeah, so you have to decide right now. Are you going to be team activate or team validate? And you need to sign up and get involved because we are ready to roll. (laughs) It's going to be fun. And if you didn't get a chance to get that fancy reversible jersey last year, you still can. It's still over in the uh, boutique, so you can go get it. So help me with this name, Nico Serrani. I believe that's how you say Woo-hoo, it. Yeah. I got it right. Yeah. This is really fun because we were just having a discussion over in the Clipout group how you can access more of the instructors that speak a different language, how you can find their classes and be able to enjoy them. Because I had said I hadn't had a chance to take Cliff's classes, which then led to, oh, Michael speaking up and saying, here's what you need to do. Right. And just this week, Nico said, you know what? Now I'm going to be able to do English classes once a month. So there's going to be one English class live per month that she's going to be doing. So it's she's going to teach yoga in English at least once a month. That's going to be so cool. Awesome. Yeah. And if you can't find those classes, I just want to go. I just want to say that if, if you turn all of your English, all of your classes on and you go to your filters and then you pick an instructor who speaks a different language, then filter by English subtitles. You can find the English subtitled classes for each instructor. How about that? Mm-hmm. So Susie Chan hosted the National Running Show, which is like, a, I guess, a running expo in the UK. Yeah. And she like like you said, she was the actual host. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, uh, it was a two day event and she shared tons of pictures. It looks like it was a great time had by all lots of big names in the running field. And so that's really cool. They had a whole Peloton booth there. Neat stuff. There were Peloton colleagues there as well. A lot of fun, and I'm glad that she shared it on social media. Really cool to see. While we're talking about UK stuff, metro.co.uk. Do they say .co or .co? I don't know. It's going to be co today. Okay, that's what we're going with. Yes. We are codependent over here. They had an interesting article about how nearly half of us have already broken our health goals for 2022, and here's how to get back on track. But they had all sorts of tips. From various Peloton instructors. Yeah, I saw. Wasn't Susie Chin in there? I know Hannah Frankson was in there. I saw Just Sims and Allie yes. Love. I feel like we're playing Peloton I Spy. <laughs> I Spy with my little eye, Allie Love. <laughs> yeah, it was great because they ask a bunch of Peloton instructors, which is so cool. They reference things like music can make or break a bad workout and having a good outfit on can make a bad workout a good workout. <laughs> totally agree with that. Jocelyn Thompson Rule talked about setting realistic and achievable goals and how important that is. And we know Dr. Jen agrees with that because that is like her number one go to when it comes to goal setting. Lots of fun little tips in here. If you have fallen off track, it's not too late. You can get back on. It's never too late. Never too late. You don't have to wait till next year. You can start over tomorrow. Tomorrow is a new day. Wow. Look at you. I know. Chelsea Jackson Roberts did a presentation on morning mindfulness for Bumble alumni. Yeah, and I'm going to be honest. I we don't know what Bumble is. Like, we're, we're not like the sure dating which Bumble. Sites? Yeah. Like. <laughs> There's emojis of bees. And that's all I can tell you. So I don't know if it's Bumble and Bumble. I don't know if it's the, the dating site Bumble. I, I don't know. I, I don't, don't know, know what's either. happening here. Yeah. But, but she I, was there and she talked about being mindful. So whatever it was, <laughs> I know she taught them some good stuff. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Man, there is nothing worse than when you buy a pair of sunglasses 
and then you lose or break them. I would agree. So what do we do about that? <laughs> well, that's where Gooder comes in. Their sunglasses are $25 each. So nobody likes to throw away $25, but it's a lot better than throwing away 100 or more dollars on a pair of broken sunglasses, right? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I have to say that's not my favorite part about Gooder. My favorite part about Gooder is that when I run, they don't slip, they don't bounce, and they're 100% polarized. Um, and they also come in like a million different colors and styles. For your $25, you're not sacrificing comfort, safety, or style. If you want to support the show and pick up a pair, Gooder is giving the Clip Out listeners free shipping on their first order. Just go to gooder.com slash TCO. That's G-O-O-D-R.com and use code TCO to get free shipping. Gooder offers a 30 30- day money back guarantee and 100% satisfaction. Find your pair at gooder.com slash TCO and use code TCO to get free shipping. The clip out. So joining us once again from MetPro, it's Angelo here to answer your nutrition questions. Hey, Angelo. Hi. Thanks for having me back, guys. We needed you back because we have another clip out listener in need of assistance. This time it comes from Sarah Grace. She says that she'd love to understand how when you eat impacts things like weight gain and loss. Specifically for her first baby is coming up on six months old and the baby sleeps from 7 p.m. to 7 a.m. But she used to eat earlier and now she can't because now the baby, she's starting dinner afterwards. She's eating 30 minutes of when she's going to bed. So she would be curious to know what are the effects that this could be having on her metabolism and what you would recommend eating if she can't adjust her mealtimes earlier. And yes, she knows that the baby could sit with her while she eats, but her husband's in the military and she has her own full-time job and she cannot clone herself or spontaneously sprout additional arms. (laughs) Only you can do that, Sarah. Then the problems would all be gone. All gone. uh, Excellent. Okay. No, that was great details. So, okay. I I think I actually do have a couple recommendations there. So I get asked this often about food timing. We're not talking about major strategies of time gating foods here. So that, that's kind of a different topic. What we're talking really is about optimization. You're eating over the course of the day. What's happening now is Sarah's just getting her dinner later than is typical. And the short answer, Sarah, is that it's an optimization thing. Is having your dinner a few hours before bed a little better? Yes. But having your dinner a little bit later, if nothing else changes and your calories, macronutrient and routine is intact, overall, is that going to be a deal breaker for you? No, it won't. And so to get specific, what we're talking about is a normal cycle of fasting that takes place for every human body that sleeps at night. So typically we're fasting for about 10 to 12 hours, a give or take, you know, sleep times, dinner time, et cetera. When you eat the bigger meal of your day, and in America, most Americans have the largest meal of their day in the evening. That's not so for all cultures. From a not necessarily metabolic standpoint, but from a weight loss standpoint, there's advantages to having more of your fuel earlier in the day, less later in the day. But most people, it's not practical from a lifestyle standpoint. So assuming your largest meal is going to be later in the day, If you can get it a few hours before bed, that gives you a leg up because now instead of there being just say nine or 10 hours of giving your body rest and consecutive hours of essentially 
in a glycogen depleted state where you haven't replenished your glycogen stores. Hormonally, that gives you a slight optimization towards fat burning. But if you're eating dinner at 9, 9.30 at night, you're still waking up the next morning, having dinner at 7, really what that means is instead of going 9, 10 hours, okay, what are you going? Or rather, you know, 12 hours, now maybe you're just going 8 or 9 hours. It's not the end of the world. That isn't going to be meaningful enough on its own. More importantly is going to be consistency throughout the day. Break your meals up approximately evenly. So if right now you're getting 40% of your daily intake at night in that one meal, try and move some of those calories, Sarah, a little bit earlier in the day. And if you spread your meals out roughly equally over three, four, or five meals leading up to that dinner time, I think you're going to find that you're able to still get really good results. If you're not making progress, probably a slightly more aggressive adjustment to either your total intake or your macronutrient ratios is in order. Another thing you could do, again, this is only if you're not seeing progress at a reasonable pace, is you can shift some of your carbohydrates. So you can kind of what we would call time gating your carbohydrates to a little earlier in the day. So your body won't have as much of an insulin response or a blood sugar response later in the evening or when you're trying to sleep. Mostly protein, veggies, a little fats, okay in the evenings. Keep the bulk of your carbohydrates a little earlier, maybe afternoon snack and bulk being at breakfast and lunch. Another small strategy that you could implement. So I know we got into a lot of nerd speak there, but hopefully... <laughs> There's something you can divine between the lines that'll be helpful, Sarah. And remember that your totals and even meals throughout the day and consistency is going to be the biggest influencer. And then dinner one or two hours forward or back does impact, but it's more of a nuance. That is excellent advice. Awesome. Well, if people would like this sort of nutritional advice tailored for them by you or... Or by Crystal. Oh, yeah. Uh, okay. Hey, that's uh, a thing. <laughs> where can they find you? They can find us at metpro.co slash TCO. Peloton in the news. So we had yet another fictional character die while riding their Peloton. Mm-hmm. It's an epidemic. <laughs> I know. It is. It is an epidemic. <laughs> it's the worst epidemic that's ever stricken this country. <laughs> Stop it. What? No. What? No. Oh, parachute pants? That was yeah. pretty bad. So, yeah, there was a character on Billions that mm-hmm. died. Mm-hmm. And then Stephen Colbert had his own little parody video of Peppa Pig, or the dad. The yeah. Papa? Papa Peppa Pig? Papa they, Peppa Pig? I don't know if that's what they say or not. I, I think it's just Papa Pig. I've never watched Peppa Pig because <laughs> I don't have children that age. Yeah, I watched it when Sydney was little. It's been, That's literally 15 years ago, though. Right, So it's yeah. been a while. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so a character on Billions died and then a parody of Peppa Pig featured someone dying on their peloton yes yeah yeah i just like first off like with sex in the city one i'm like okay you get one i know enough about the production of television to know that the billions episode was created in parallel 
to the Sex and the City episode, right? Like they didn't, they're not copying that, but it feels like they're copying that. It does, that. it does. And they even dubbed in some dialogue to reference the Sex and the City episode. Yeah, yeah, they were like, I'm not going out like Mr. Big. Right. Yeah. And you know they had to hate that because you know, they're sitting there thinking, oh, we'd have been the ones that had went viral mm-hmm. if... They hadn't beat us to the punch. Yeah, and what's funny is I had never even heard of the show Billions. Yeah, <laughs> so <laughs> I've heard of it, but I, I've never. So now I'm talking about it only because they had a character yeah. die on a Peloton. But I think it's time for maybe shows to pump the brakes on that plot. Yeah, point, you know. Yeah, and especially because it's not really representative of reality. Of yeah, <laughs> like I mean, I like obviously you know we've talked about this before. We had a very high profile member of the Peloton community, Howie Godnick, pass right. away on his bike and. And that was awful. But I think he'd also be the first to tell you that, like, you're going to live longer if you're exercising. Absolutely. And I mean, he had a known heart condition right. and that was kind of a unique situation. So, yes, he would be the first person to speak up and be like, stop it. And he would also just, by the way, be very tickled by the fact that everyone's getting a they're taking his actual event and making right. it into tv like yeah. i think he would get quite a kick out of that he'd be like um, somebody owes me money yes <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot easier to laugh about a couple months later yeah um, like at not at but no with, no or just see trying to find some small degree of humor in an awful situation yes and knowing how he was that's how he would i think he would be but still and cnn you know has an article about that as well about how like look man like (laughs) exercise is not the problem right? (laughs) and you can do things like or do you have shortness of breath get off the bike you know like if you can't breathe and you're having chest pains get off the bike yeah it's not like your heart has an on off switch and a peloton flips that switch right right but but a nordic track won't right 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 (laughs) i also think that it's important that both characters well i guess peppa pig too i mean they all eat not great right all the characters that died their issue was that they didn't eat well they lived a partying lifestyle and that's what created this heart attack not the exercise right like, and that's what this article says which i would like to believe is obvious but apparently not yeah well i think especially if the people out there that are looking for any, a reason to not exercise are like see it's dangerous and even when i was at the height of my not <laughs> exercising i never said that oh you did but you were joking oh but yeah okay tongue and t- i mean i would joke about how my body was in like new condition yes. but i was but yeah like, I, I remember was, there was once a study that talked about oh how. that's right but yeah but like i always but i was clearly making fun of myself you are, because you are. i know that the people who exercise are healthier than the people who aren't and peloton actually responded to this one yeah and this was tweeted by dara Tresitter. She said, I get why fictional TV shows want to include a brand that people love to talk about, but Showtime's use of Peloton's bike in reference to a Peloton instructor was not a brand product or instructor placement. We did not agree for our brand IP to be used. Then she also said, we did not provide billions with any equipment. As referenced by the show itself, there are strong benefits of cardiovascular exercise. Exercise helps millions of real people lead long, happy lives, which I definitely think is true. And I'm glad that she said that. Totally. There are people that are like, oh, they should have just left it alone and i disagree with that i think they should not have left it alone Mm -mm. for two reasons one because people need to hear that exercise is going to be healthier if you exercise hard stop but also you don't want people thinking that they helped two shows develop the exact same plot point and didn't tip off the other you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. if billions and 
and just like that came to them simultaneously and said, we're going to kill off a major character on a Peloton, then they should not have said yes to both of those. That they should have been like, oh, wait, we're working on that with another property. So, like, we need to go a different route if you want to incorporate us. Agreed. So not only does it send a dangerous message to the general consumers about the nature of exercise, but it also sends a potentially damaging message to other potential partnerships that they would do the same thing in the same at two different places at the exact same time, which would be really shitty. Yeah, that's a very good point. They are absolutely right to point out that billions did that completely on their own because I'm sure HBO, I bet you they got a call from HBO that was like, what is this about? (laughs) And they had to be like, that wasn't us, man. (laughs) (laughs) We didn't do that. Don't pin that on us. Peloton had such a crazy week that even the Wall Street Journal's podcast had to get in on the fun. <laughs> Is that what we call it? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure they're having a blast over there. Yeah. Yeah. Well. And But their podcast, The Journal, clever, had did an episode called Peloton's Wild Ride, where they talked to their herded on the street columnist, Laura Foreman, about what happened and how she saw it all coming. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't really a big fan. Like, I listened to this, or I read the transcript, and her whole argument seems to be like, I never really understood why people liked it, so I figured it would completely fall apart. Yeah, that's not an argument. That's not really, like... That's just an opinion. That's just a fancy way to say, I had a hunch. That's not really analysis. Yeah, I have to say I'm kind of surprised that was... I mean, I know there are people that don't like the Wall Street Journal, but I am surprised that's the depth of the (laughs) the argument that we got on a podcast about it. I mean, there are a lot of people that could have weighed in on (laughs) on this and and given a lot more depth and analysis to it, because I'm not saying that people... There aren't people that are anti-Peloton for a number of reasons, and even reasons that I can understand, even if I don't agree with them. But just because I said so, so yeah, like really one of them. <laughs> I was really surprised because it's like a 15 minute podcast. Like it's not a super long thing. And she spent, a, a you know, a two minutes of it ish based on the how much copy it took up talking about how like, yeah, like I exercise and I like to work out. But like I always thought, like, what's the point? And it kind of fell back to the same. Like, it's really expensive. And I'm like, but it's not like we've talked about the value aspect of it. If you love to spend and how quickly you break even and start to realize profit, if you can afford the upfront. Yeah, I just thought that it was an odd line of attack. So, but, uh, but anyway, it's out there for you. I hope they have, I hope they follow up with a little more depth and analysis. I would like to see that. Absolutely. And then Digitimes Asia has an article that we can't read because it's behind a paywall. And if you want to sign up, it's $500 a year. So So, we will not be signing up for that. But uh, component suppliers see shipments to Peloton almost frozen. Yeah. Can you read that little? Yeah, that little thing. So U.S.-based fitness. Okay, so Peloton has sharply cut its shipment pull-ins for components in January amid media reports it may suspend production. Now, obviously, we know that it did not suspend production. We know that. But they're still saying that, hey, the components have slowed down. I think this is something we need to pay attention to and really drill down on whenever we hear the earnings report on February 8th, because I think it'll kind of I think we're going to start to see a little bit more color behind that. Bloomberg is reporting that Peloton has hired a GE appliance veteran as their compliance vice president. Yeah. And so they're making the connection in this article that it was, you know, directly related to the compliance issues that they had 
I don't know whether or not that's true. And then there's also people that whenever I posted this were complaining that this company wasn't doing so great either. But I mean, a lot of companies have changed over the last hundred years and gee, she's going to be affected by that. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> It's like when it comes to the really business, the end of things, there's nobody that somebody won't complain. about. I know. I know. Totally true. And Peloton Apparel won an award. They sure did. They got an award in Shape Magazine, and it was the winner of the Certified Activewear Awards. So 2022 Self Magazine Certified Activewear Awards. Very cool. The uh, Shape Magazine Award, you know how like awards have nicknames. You have like the Tonys and the Emmys and and the Shape Magazine Award is called the Michelle K. (laughs) Well, I just want to show you I am wearing the tank top that is in Look at that. (laughs) So I, too, am twinning with all of our beautiful instructors. And what better award can there be than clip out crystal wearing (laughs) your shirt? Yeah, that's totally true. But Jill fully posted a picture of herself twinning. It really cracked me up. (laughs) (laughs) And I already had this on when I read this article. (laughs) And speaking of awards, we have a brand new award for JV Nava a couple couple months ago, I think it's been. We encouraged everyone to vote for JV because she was up for the executive leader of a community team and she won. I mean, who else really would it have been? You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. <laughs> so congrats. congrats to JV. That's really cool. We single handedly helped you win that award. <laughs> no, we didn't. We know that. We do. <laughs> Man, you have really been digging your Sonos Roam lately. I have. It hooks up to the bike so easily, to anything, yeah. because it has an app, so you can use the app to connect it to things, or you can just hit the button that's like Bluetooth, and it immediately connects to the bike. It's beautiful, but it sounds so great. It's easy, and the sound that comes out of this little tiny machine is amazing. I, I am continually amazed at how good audio can be out of smaller and smaller items, and obviously Sonos has always been on the forefront of that sort of technology. Yeah, and I thought that the bike the, the bike plus had amazing speakers compared to the regular bike, so I was totally happy with it. But now that I have the Sonos, I am so spoiled. I won't <laughs> listen to the class on the bike. I gotta listen to it on the Sonos. If you would like to check out your own, you should go to Sonos.com to learn more. Past guest update. Some of you, if you're longtime listeners, might remember when we talked to May. Yeah, she, we interviewed May. Gosh, it's been she was back at the very beginning. Very, and, very early. Uh, and so her leaderboard name has always been May May. Right. And Peloton did a video with her, which we talked about at the time right. when it came out. But they re-released the video on their socials and they made a point to mention how she had changed her leaderboard. That's Dr. May May to you. Yeah. Thank you very much. So we wanted to call it out because we are huge fans of May May and Dr. May May. So we just wanted to celebrate her for a moment. Absolutely. In case you missed it. People are loving Encanto, which I think is fascinating because it got released theatrically. I feel like it did okay, but not amazing. And then it hit Disney Plus and it really has taken off and the soundtrack has taken off. Yeah. And we tell you all that because there's an Encanto ride now. Yes. And there's going to be a yoga class, too, that's happening at the same time. So both we are going to talk about yoga. They both take place uh, Well you will have already They've been released at this point So noon on Wednesday January 26th And so they are on demand now Whenever you have this podcast in front of you Make sure you check them out 
Jeffrey McGeckern, one of our new German instructors for the tread. He has his premiere run and country walk are now both up with English subtitles. So if you haven't gotten a chance to check him out, make sure you go back and do, especially if you're doing that list, that challenge this year where you're checking off all the instructors, this would be a great time to do it. And then we have our first 60-minute full-body strength class with Andy Spear. Yeah, and it's live, and it's going to be happening on February 6th at 7.30 a.m. Now, that's my time, so I think that's 8.30 for the East Coasters, but check your local listings. People are super excited about it. Peloton Artist Collaborations. We have a couple big artist announcements. Joni Mitchell... Yeah. So Ross Rayburn is doing, he did actually this past Monday, a special Joni Mitchell class. It was a yoga. Well, I mean, he, it was a yoga. Sp- what? I'm laughing because as soon as I saw Joni Mitchell, I'm like, I hope it's a yoga class. <laughs> I don't know. And, and that's why this particular artist series was only yoga. Gotcha. I was like, or maybe a, a walk. Yeah. <laughs> it is really cool. I mean, Joni Mitchell is a legend. Totally. So it's Not great. my thing, but a big damn deal. Yeah. It's totally cool to see Ross be able to celebrate with her uh, you know what I mean Absolutely. Uh, and make a cool class out of that so if you haven't got a chance to check it out it came out on Monday definitely go back and do so and if you're looking for something a little bit more up tempo this is my favorite announcement of the week yes. I'm not even gonna lie so now Peloton shadow boxing is available you don't have to take the program starting this Friday there are going to be three classes dropping live for the first time ever there's going to be a class with Selena there's going to be a class with Kendall and there's going to be a class with Rad Lopez but the best part is they are all going to feature music with Eminem I am so freaking (laughs) stoked oh my god Eminem is the best workout music ever like ever 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 I love it Whatever you do before you do your Eminem boxing class. Don't eat mom's spaghetti. Do not eat spaghetti. (laughs) Just in case that wasn't enough for you, there is a complete artist series that is happening. So there's going to be bike boot camp. There's going to be a bike ride with Dennis Morton. There's going to be a bike ride with uh, Cliff. And there's also going to be, I don't think there's any strength. So it's a little different because there's not just a plain old tread, but there's going to be a boot camp. So make sure you check them out. Oh, I'm excited. It's going to be good. (laughs) Peloton birthdays. So we got two birthdays for you. One we missed, but he's a new instructor, so we don't feel too bad about that. Logan, yeah. Logan Aldridge on January 25th. And on the day this episode comes out, Kendall Tool, January 28th. Yeah. So make sure you go back and say happy birthday to Logan Aldridge if you haven't already. And make sure you give Kendall some love on the 28th. Checking in with the Peloton community. Joining us today via the magic of ZoomTube is Victor Cornejo. Hey, Victor, how's it going? Hey, how are you guys? Good. Good, to be here. Good. I love your festivities behind you. It's very, it's a oh. beautiful, beautiful room. Got a little holiday oh, going on. I love it. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Looks very cozy. So how did you come across Peloton originally? So originally I, it, was, it was 2018. Yeah, I was on a business trip in uh, New York. I stayed uh, at the Westin Hotel and, you know, I was not, you know, really taking care of myself, wasn't working out anywhere near enough. And I went down to the gym and I heard, and I saw a Peloton bike there and, you know, I heard about it prior and just said, Hey, I'm just going to take a quick little class. And it was a 20 minute beginner ride with Hannah. And I fell in love with the thing. And I (laughs) came, I came right back and told my girlfriend, we're getting this. We are absolutely (laughs) getting this. And she's like, 
we live in a one bedroom apartment and we live in a one bedroom apartment. Why are we getting a $2,500, you know, yeah. a bike? And I'm like, all right, well, she's like, go to, go use the, the treadmill in the, in the bike, you know, in our apartment gym and give it a few months and see if, you know, you're going to keep up with it. Well, in between there, luckily I had a friend who was one of those great, she's one of my closest friends in the world, but she's one of those folks that if a trend comes up, she's going to jump on it and she's going to do it <laughs> hardcore for about early adopt. And I, an early adopter. And I knew as soon as she told me, Hey, Dick, I got the Peloton. I'm like, that's going to be mine in a few months. And <laughs> lo and behold, you know, a few months later, and I'm like, yes, how's that? Uh, how you doing with the Peloton? And she's like, I'm not doing it enough. You, know, you want to buy it from me? And I'm like, Oh, I never thought about it. But yeah, absolutely. It never occurred to me, but absolutely. I'll take it. So, so yeah, I invested in that and I've been doing it since, uh, since yeah, at the very end summer, uh, the end of 2018. Oh awesome. my gosh, well, that's for, the best story. First off, here's hoping she like buys a Tesla. <laughs> yeah, right? Yes, exactly. She, she's totally that type. You need to start pushing her towards the thing that you, you really like. Yeah, right? yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We all need a friend and, like that. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, and she and it's it's funny enough because she will take credit for this for having sold it to me because when I I did it for a few months and really towards the end of December and my, I was doing it so much. I loved it so much. I started developing chest pains oh. and yeah, I was 42 and I started developing chest pains and chest pains that I was kind of familiar with because about 10 years earlier, I'd actually gotten stents, heart oh, stents. And okay. you know, my car, my cardiologist at the time said, dude, you're, you just have bad genes and oh. you need to, you need to change careers. You don't need to be in advertising. Oh. But, I didn't hear even after that, I didn't hear that warning or change careers. So yeah, the Peloton alerted me to new chest pains, which led me to having a minor heart attack, you know, a few weeks later Whoa. and having a triple bypass at the age of 42. Oh so, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I really do actually kind of consider it a lifesaver, you know, and especially over the last couple of weeks when that's been so, uh, you know, yeah, totally. so yeah, that's, I love it for a number of different reasons. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Jeez. I also thought it was amusing that you were in New York riding the Peloton in a hotel that was probably like eight blocks from the studio. <laughs> yeah. I you thought when you started the right? story, it was going to be like, oh, exactly. I stumbled across no. the studio. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I should have. <laughs> Yeah, you could have just kept walking. I don't, yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't even think. I didn't. I didn't knew so little about it. I didn't even know it was out of New York. Right. Know, totally. Right. I just like I've heard about that bike, so that was great. I should have. So I have um, done it before. I have gone to the studio. Oh, and that's what I was going to ask. So, have you ever been to the studio since then? Yes. So a few months later, after surgery, once you know, I got back to exercising. I actually had another business trip to New York and took my century. No, right after a few weeks after my century ride, I took it with Jen Sherman, and she'd given me a shout out during. My century ride because my leaderboard name is three bypass at 42. Wow. And at the end of the ride, she was like, seriously, three bypass at 42. I hope that's not what that means. And so a few weeks later, I did a ride in studio with her. And I said, yeah, that three bypass 42. I did actually have that. She's like, wow, that's crazy. It uh, is crazy. Yeah. So it's been a couple of years since then. Has it, have you had any more symptoms? Have it like, is like, where are you at between, where do you feel like you're at? What does your cardiologist think about all this? Like, How's all that going? Yeah. You know, it's, uh, I feel great. I've never felt better. It's obviously I've made some lifestyle changes, you know, really trying to improve that diet, really trying to make changes from a mindfulness aspect, doing a lot more meditation. I mean, infinitely more meditation. That's helped a lot because, you know, I, like I mentioned, I have a 
career, 20 year career in advertising. And yeah, it's fast paced and you're traveling a lot and you're not eating quite right. You know, when you're traveling for work and you're staying out late, frankly, and you're entertaining clients and having drinks and smoking too much and doing all that stuff. And, you know, you can't do all that. When your cardiologist says you literally just, you were born with bad genes. You're, yeah. you're going to, and you know, it's my, I think my cardiologist and my heart surgeon, I'm actually out of Dallas, Texas, and they were exactly the medical professionals I needed. I mean, they were literally the cow Dallas, typical Dallas in scrubs, but with big ass boots on. <laughs> and they said, you know, we're the best it's ever been. And we're going to give you this surgery and you're going to be great. You're going to deal with it in 20 years. Just, you know, calm down and try to take care of yourself, but you're likely going to deal with it again, but you know, keep exercising, keep taking care of yourself. So it's been great. I could not be in, in happier or feel better about it, frankly. And then they gave you a commemorative belt buckle. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So do you have to modify the types of exercising you do or the intensity no. or anything like that? No, not at all. That's not at all. I fabulous. mean, I was, uh, you know, I had to slowly work back up to doing, you know, 30 or 40 minute, 45 minute ride. But yeah, after I healed up, no, I mean, I was back in the gym, like lifting weights and and such and you know, the intensity i'm doing much much more intense workouts now than i was doing obviously even a month before feeling chest pain wow, wow. so yeah it's a like brand new that's great so you do you do the cycling classes you do meditation classes and you mentioned while we were talking before we started recording you do yoga classes so you do a lot on the peloton platform it's not just you're not just one kind of class kind of guy. No, no. And no. And you know, that my, it's funny because my girlfriend who is also now, you know, a big user of the platform, she is a 500 hour trained yoga instructor. And I don't know if it's because we live together, but she has offered so many times to teach me and take mm -hmm. me through classes. And yeah, she's taken me through a couple of poses before, but it wasn't until Mariana Fernandez joined platform that I was like, okay, A, they've brought this Spanish language you know, instructor on the platform, which was just absolutely a game changer for me personally. And for a, a number of people that are part of the Palatino community. And when she started teaching when she was doing yoga, I said, okay, I'm going to give it a try. And I just, I loved it. And so I want to continue to do it. I'm like on class, you know, four. So <laughs> I don't want to make it seem like I'm now twisty bendy. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> I, think I, I think I posted yesterday, but I was like, I'm as flexible as a congressman. And so <laughs> this is going to take, this is going to really take me some time, but it's a Can journey. you say her name again? You said it so well. Like, Mariana Fernandez. Oh, I love that. I wish, I wish I could say it that well. So tell us about the Pelotino group. So when, hang on, before we ask that, oh, I got to, oh, I got to okay. ask a follow-up. Okay. So you're dating a yoga instructor and you don't do the yoga and then Peloton hires a yoga instructor and suddenly this is a trap. You're doing yoga. So yeah. tell us more about your ex-girlfriend. <laughs> well, you know, I, I don't, she doesn't know I'm doing yoga. I'm doing yoga like on a DL. So. Oh, I think that's even worse. <laughs> No, that's, no. I'm, I'm, I'm worried okay, for you. Yeah, yeah. Like I, <laughs> this, you haven't been in this much much danger since the bypass. Yeah, like, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> no, luckily, luckily she uh, loves Mariana as well and takes all her classes. So it's, oh, it's been great. Phew. That's for good. Sure. That's good. <laughs> 
<laughs> okay, so back to the Palatino group. So did you yeah. create that group? Because I know you're one of the admins. So tell us the history there. Yeah. I don't know much so, about it. Yeah, so I guess, you know, as I mentioned, you know, I'd started in, in summer of 2018. And once I'd gone, I, in fact, it was, I was on the subway. And I'd been thinking about, there's got to be a whole lot more people that enjoy the classes that have Spanish language music in them. Cause they, they did, they'd, they'd already had some of those. And, you know, I know Robin and Jess King were doing those and I'd really enjoyed them because just the music is such an element that it's even hard to sort of verbalize what it provides. But I was like, you know, I bet there's a ton of other Latinos or Hispanics around the country that, you know, love this platform as much as I do. And I was on the subway and on my way to that in-studio class and I saw someone on, I think, the official member group who posted, is there a Latino group of Peloton fans out there? And I'm like, all right, that's my signal. And so literally on the subway, I just create a new group. And I reached out to a copywriter buddy of mine who was also really big into Peloton. And he said he helped me develop the name. And we just, you know, word of mouth from there. And it's we're now up to 6,500 members. That's so cool. 6,500 members across the country. Yeah. And it's just, it's absolutely not about just Latinos. Anybody can join, you know, and okay. it's anybody, absolutely anybody can join. And we've got people that are recent immigrants to the country. We've got people that are third, fourth generation Hispanics who don't speak a word of Spanish whatsoever. And it's really just about, you know, coming together and being ultra, ultra supportive. And I sort of like to think of it is like, this is the easiest group to admin and moderate because we're just so good about keeping it positive and supportive and just cheering each other on. And it's, it's just been, it's been absolutely wonderful. That's so, great. And, yeah. So sure. it, it, I feel like all of the groups kind of have their own feel to it. It sounds like yours is very laid back is like, so you said you're cheering each other on. Is there, do you guys do challenges or there, or you just kind of exist just to, to keep each other like in the know of what's going on with each other's workouts or what yeah. else? So, you know, we do, we absolutely do challenges. We, you know, put up our favorite instructors weekly schedules, you know, almost every day we've got, you know, a couple of moderators that are just so great, you know, in, in helping, you know, develop content for the group. And that's the really important point is that the vast majority of the content on our page and which is also on, on Instagram, it's user generated, it's community generated. I'm not spending a whole lot of time, you know, recording videos or doing this and that, but it's really the community that's putting all of that information up there so much so that, you know, it's, we've even created a Pelotinos running, you know, Facebook page for those. Cause so that that doesn't get lost sort of in the shuffle we've got, you know, we want to support each other even professionally. So we've got, you know, a couple of posts that are dedicated solely for sharing information about the work that you do. If you have a small business so that, you know, we can really help support each other's businesses and, 85% of our group, actually probably more at this point, but are women. And so many of them are small business owners. And so we're really, really pumped to being able to help out in that sense. And just, you know, things that the group has asked for, we developed our own little swag shop. You know, we've got t-shirts and... I see it. Yeah, we see the, the t-shirts. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's great. It's, it's at pelotinos.com. And what's so great is apparently I'm not a big, you know, I'm not really big into leggings. <laughs> but from what the community tells us is that our leggings are amazing and they are they actually, we don't produce them ourselves. We actually partner with a company called Miami Fitwear, which yes. is a Latina yeah. owned, Latina owned business. So that is, you know, we love, love being able to do that. 
That's uh, Raquel. Raquel is yeah. the business. Yeah, yeah. She's yeah. great. She's great. She's absolutely great. And part of the proceeds from the sale of that you know, goes to an organization uh, called the Immigrant Archive Project. We make a donation to them every single year. And their sort of mission is to archive the stories of immigrants, Latino and of all the nationalities and ethnicities, and really sort of archiving those stories about their lives here in America. That's so cool. That's awesome. I didn't even know yeah. that existed. That's fascinating. Yeah, it's great. Immigrant Archive Project's been around for about 10 years. A really good friend and colleague of mine. Wow. That for quite a while. And I'm... we even have a, we also have a, funny enough, we also have a book club, a Pelotino's book club. So this has certainly become something that Peloton brought us together, but it's helping us really interact and build that sense of community even outside of the platform. So it's really, really been exciting. That's so cool. Yeah. Okay, so a couple questions. One, do you find that you have people that ride from other countries that are in the the Latino community that are, you know, they're part yeah. of Peloton, but from other countries? And also, has the community changed or grown in any way that's been noticeable since we've added so many Spanish speaking instructors to the platform? Has that changed things? Um, so to answer your first question, yes, we've got riders from Mexico, Mexico City, a number of different cities in Mexico, Canada. We've got Palatino writers in Europe that we've seen connect and some that oh, live cool. in, in Germany that, you know, their, their second language is probably German. And so really just been fascinating to see that as it pertains to the Spanish speaking instructors, you know, it, that has been an absolute game changer for us. And like I said, music is such a huge part of this platform and providing, and I don't want to get too marketing or advertising about it, but when a brand is trying to really make do have outreach and communicate with a particular community when they're doing something so authentic as including the music and not just, you know, the top five songs that maybe everybody knows for least right. 90,000 included. Right, right, right. But they go deep with it and they get instructors who know the culture and even instructors who are native Spanish speakers and create these classes. It just is the most authentic way of really communicating with this group of people, not because they were necessarily needing it or looking for it, but it just creates a real relationship there. Right. Yeah. I enjoyed, you know, Jen's rock classes just as much, you know, and, but there's just a little something that's added, you know, when I take now Camila's, you know, the rock classes in Spanish. And that's sort of the duality that many Latinos live is that you're constantly kind of switching cultures, yeah. you know, yeah. and kind of mixing and mingling both. And so it's really, really refreshing and we love supporting them. And those instructors have been so supportive of our group too. They, they interact uh, quite a bit with our community. And so it's, it's been really fun to see. You know, honestly, um, that's one of the ways that I've, I even really became aware of you guys is because I, I would see on the instructor post that they would call you guys out and, and like in their stories, they always have, there's almost every day, somebody from the Pelotinos group, yes. yeah. <laughs> I'll get it right. And I just thought that was so, so cool. And I was like, oh, I had no idea this group existed. And so I think that's great that they're, they're interacting so much. And I find that in general, just with the newer instructors, they're always quicker to be like, you know, it kind of having that conversation in general with the public versus some of the instructors that have been around a while. There's so many people reaching out to them. It's hard for them to have that conversation. There is, there is. And I, you know, in fact, I recently met with Mariana in New York City. I was on a business trip and I actually had a chance to sit down to dinner with her. So I guess I'm still a little worried for you because <laughs> so 
now you're not you're, the only one. You, you're you're having dinner with the instructor, and so. Oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, maybe we should. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when did this become a confessional? I don't know. <laughs> I thought we were going to talk about You, you just turned on the Zoom gonna... and started, started <laughs> spilling your guts. And I. <laughs> like, one, like one divorce wasn't enough for me. I had to I'd go and screw this one up, too. Yeah. That's, I've been there, man. Like, that's. Thanks, so, she's not, your, she's not your girlfriend anymore. You guys are married now, is what you're saying. So, I said, oh, no. <laughs> But she knows you had dinner with Mariana, right? Absolutely. Okay. That's the oh, new okay. information. Yeah. Oh, shoot. Yeah. <laughs> no. It's going to be all right. It's going to be all right. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. But you're probably going to need to do some yoga with her. Like, your ahead. wife. Yes. <laughs> like, yeah. like, oh, yeah. I would do that before this airs, right? It's probably like, smart. I, it's probably yeah. smart. Yeah. I think the poses she's going to make me do afterwards is going to be a lot different. Yeah. And honestly, like you should be all for it. I've watched Crystal do yoga, and it's like, yeah, yeah. like it's, it's okay, Tom. You know, it's, just saying. Like so anyway, yeah, yeah. yeah well, it ain't cute what I'm doing. No, but but she'll I do mean, it for you. Is that. my point. And then you, yeah. you you'll get that. You know, and that's good for the heart rate. Right. So, right. For sure. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> so does that mean that Mariana is your favorite instructor? Or do you have like one favorite? Are there a ton of favorites? How does that work for you? Um, yeah, I mean, she's gotten me to start in yoga, but and you know, I just love interactive. She isn't, you know, she calls out the group in her classes so much, and everyone loves her for sure. And she's just a ray of freaking sunshine of positivity. And these instructors are not actors; they're not movie stars. But you know, when you interact with someone through a screen, you you automatically sort of create your own persona of who they are. Absolutely. So it's so refreshing when you have someone like that and you get a chance to interact with them for a little bit and they actually 100% deliver on your expectation of that, you know, that it wasn't just, you know, toxic positivity. Right. But it was actually real, you know? And so absolutely. She's definitely my, my favorite. And that's great. Cause it's like, you know, with what I do for a living, I met a lot of, famous people over the years and sometimes that's fun and other times it's like oh no i can't like you yeah you know? that's true that's yeah. true and yeah that's that's definitely happened to me as well being an advertiser sure, absolutely have you ever had run this one where like you you meet somebody who you don't like their work and then they're so damn nice you're like well god dang it now uh, i gotta like kenny g man. are you kidding yeah, me yeah, yeah. why do you have to be so nice you're right no I've, I've not run into that one yeah. um, i've not run into that one kenny g and another one john tesh could not have been nicer and i'm just like i, I don't, don't even know who's t- who's john tesh but i guess i don't understand why because i love both of those guys they're awesome well that then I, hey more power I really, to you. Qu- I really question your taste in music actually <laughs> This guy's amazing. Like, I'd be over the moon to meet Kenny freaking G. Kenny. <laughs> He's a legend, man. Tom's more of a rock guy, a rock I think. Guy. I think that's really what yeah. it what it happens there, you know. He's gotten better in his more advanced years about being appreciative of other types of music, even when he doesn't like it's not his thing. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, gotcha, I gotcha. He yeah. does. He does. <laughs> <laughs> so do you have any advice for people who are just now entering the world of Peloton? Yeah, I would say take it slow. First, get the checkup with your cardiologist. Probably good, yeah. idea, you know, but take it slow. Take all the freaking beginner classes you want and go at your own pace. And then as it pertains to thing of community, 
as like, like to me, half of what Peloton is community and different groups that exist. And, you know, maybe you're kind of a, a solo person and you don't need that aspect, that social aspect, but it's great. But those that do, there's so many groups out there and they're so diverse and varied, you know, everybody absolutely is welcome to join Pelotinos, but you'll definitely find some motivation there and people that are going through the exact same learning curve that you are. And one thing you can absolutely do in those groups is ask questions, you know, yes. like we have one of the rules we have on our page is if somebody asks how to unclip, we're going to answer the question. Yeah. We're not, you know, not going to mock fine. them for asking not gonna a question that's been asked them. before. No, like, yeah. Not going to no. say, use the search bar, you jerk. You're not yeah. going to say yes, that. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. No, just ask. And if somebody, you know, doesn't feel like answering and does that, we're really good about, you know, yeah. There's the door. Sort of comment. Yeah. And then we don't get that, that we delete a comment once a month, maybe. That's awesome. Yeah. So definitely look for a community of any sort that, you know, can help you just make it more than just the, the exercise platform for sure. Yeah, definitely good yeah. advice. And what's what's your leaderboard name? A three by five. Oh, five. God. Yeah. yeah, you said yeah. that. Normally, I'm the one that does that. I know. I was like, why did you skip that question, yeah. Tom? <laughs> <laughs> I remember the Jen Sherman thing. I heard. I was listening. I swear. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining us. Before we let you go, maybe remind everybody where they can find you, where they can find your group, all the, all the things. Yeah. So you can find us on Facebook. Just look up, you know, Pelotinos and we've got Pelotinos official on Instagram uh, where we do a lot of sharing of stories there as well. And we are, we are star swag shop is Pelotinos.com. That's P-E-L-A-T-I-N-O-S.com. So where you can find everything. And, you know, thank you guys so much for having me. It's been such a great conversation. And I'd really be remiss if I didn't thank like Everyone on the Pelotino side that has been so supportive, you know, the Rachel, my girlfriend, who's done does so much for the group and, you know, Michael and Lisa and just so many Melanie could, could go on and on. But everyone just that's so, so helpful. It's helped us grow for sure. That's wonderful. Yeah. And I think it's great that you guys have such a good community and that you're very supportive of each other. Like you said, there's a ton of Peloton communities that are like that. So it's great to find another one. That's really awesome. It is. It, and yeah, and some of our members, they they run fan groups for some of the instructors. Like Lisa does an incredible job, you know, a fan paid for Mariana. And, you know, so it's great for sure. Awesome. We've grown. Thank, Thank you, you so, much. so much. <laughs> Thank you. So I guess that brings this episode to a close. Until next week, where can people find you? You can find me on Instagram, Twitter, the tread and the bike at Clip Out Crystal. <laughs> and you can find me on Twitter at Roger Kubert or on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Tom O'Keefe. You can find the show online at Facebook.com slash The Clip Out while you're there. Like the page, join the group. And of course, don't forget our YouTube channel, YouTube.com slash The Clip Out, where you can watch all of these episodes in HD. So that's it for this one. Thanks for tuning in. Keep until- running. 